Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me in another episode of Aspiration Athletics Podcast. Hope everybody's settling into the coronavirus lifestyle. Things are different, everything is changing, and it's an adjustment. Um, I'm feeling it. I know everybody else out there is feeling it, whether you're a business owner, uh, an employee, somebody who is working from home, whatever the case may be, um, you know, coronavirus has impacted all of us in, in many different ways. Um, I know for myself, uh, the past couple of weeks, I found a lot of relief out of, um, um, organizing and, uh, getting back into preparing for, uh, life as we once knew it, or rather life as it's going to be. Um, I'm kind of past that point of being shell-shocked with this whole thing, and, and maybe you are too, uh, but it's time to start preparing for getting back to a schedule, getting back, to, and hopefully you've you've already been trying to create that, um, uh, or rather facilitate that habit uh, change for yourself. Uh, it's it's going to be tough, you know, I mean, getting back to work, getting back to the daily grind, whatever that is for you. Um, it's different for everybody. You know, we, we've got to still be able to support each other here and be empathetic to each other's situations now more than ever, um, especially entering a political climate where, you know, things are going to get really messy very quickly if they really haven't already. So, um, but aside from all that in other news, I'm here today to talk to you a little bit about, from my perspective as somebody who has been building my knowledge base, um, been around people in this space for Olympic weightlifting, I'm going to be talking about some of the things you may need to know from my experience that's helped me develop a better understanding for Olympic style weightlifting. Um, Just some cues, maybe some insights as to how you can better optimize the beginning stages of building a base in this particular skill set. Now, weightlifting is an art form. Um, I I really think that it's, it's so much different from all of the other exercises being the technical aspect of movement. Now, there's so much, uh, so many components to these uh, particular exercises that it requires repetition uh, and, and requires uh, attention to detail in drilling uh, so much more than I believe any other barbell sport. Um, you know, that's not to say or detract or devalue rather uh, the powerlifting or CrossFit world. Um, But I I really think weightlifting is a sport that has uh, gained some traction over the last few years. I mean, there's data to support that. We've got exponential growth um, from from really, I think, the the CrossFit community making Olympic weightlifting more popularized and understood. Um, You know, we're seeing an inherent effect on... Uh, weightlifting as well, being that individuals are starting to um, get involved in the sport, uh, advocate for the sport, and uh, USA um, weightlifting has seen an increase in membership 
uh, over the last few years steadily. So that's really good stuff. That's really good news for the sport. Um, what worries me about this time during coronavirus is there's there's ultimately, you know, not, um, there's a lot of constraints, right? And barriers to entry for a lot of folks right now that may be interested in weightlifting. And the sport itself is already tough as it is learning it. So this is my way of kind of, softening uh, the experience, not softening, but bridging the gap for you, allowing you to take some tools with you um, while you're trying to establish a a strong foundation, Um, whether you're just a hobbyist in the sport like myself, or you're really trying to be a professional and a tactician and and, and compete um, and get to a place to where you can eventually be one of these uh, international coaches. So let me share a little bit of experience, just some background on where I'm coming from with Olympic weightlifting, because I think it's important, um, not only for transparency's sake uh, and, and um, and being authentic, but I think it's important to, to, to really understand the background in which, uh, a lot of my basis for, um, these things are coming from in my experiences, you know, before I got into Olympic weightlifting, Uh, I kind of came from, you know, a less than normal uh, approach, which was coming from bodybuilding. Uh, There's a lot of individuals that go from CrossFit to Olympic weightlifting, which is more of a, um, I would see as a a natural transition or or even vice versa. You got individuals that are more endurance, uh, you know, that's their strength. So they kind of get into the CrossFit side of things out of Olympic weightlifting. So it's really... um, those two sports kind of uh, intermeshing in, in sending athletes one direction or another. Um, but I came from a bodybuilding background. And uh, before that, not not long before that, I had come from a powerlifting background. So being involved in two sports that one is grounded in, you know, absolute strength in the classic strength movements, squat, bench, and deadlift, and then the other being, okay, how good can I look in a banana hammock? Um, you know, we're, we're talking about a, a very huge contrast in training modes, uh, training approaches, nutrition, performance, all of those things. Now, it's interesting to me because I, I went into this endeavor seeking out um, ways that I could build more value as a trainer, as a coach, uh, for the sake of, you know, just training general population. And I was going to go the private route, um, when I was deciding what direction I wanted to go in, in undergrad at Eastern Michigan university. And it wasn't until I talked to Tony Moreno, who's a program coordinator, in, uh, in sport performance program at Eastern, you know, it wasn't until he shed some light on the fact that Getting to know the Olympic movements uh, and understanding at its at, at minimal um, clean and jerk and snatch and how they can be beneficial for athletes, you know, he was expressing that that was something I would at the very least want to explore um, and then decide from there if I wanted to go a strength and conditioning route. So, without his provision um, and guidance on that, I wouldn't have ever explored it. And I think that I'm, I'm just so grateful that I was open-minded enough to give it a try because I used to make fun of CrossFitters. I mean, in a bodybuilding community, in the powerlifting community, you know, we're, 
were always ripping on those guys. And uh, I got to tell you, I've, I've completely changed my outlook on not only the sport itself, but how to approach training and my uh, honestly, my ideology behind training. So I would go on to seek out um, some additional resources. I got a chance to train with a classmate of mine at the time, Scott Ferrier, who introduced me. Um, very, very basic uh, movements, you know, just getting started in positioning and uh, getting some barbell work in and just working on technique. <clears throat> he invited me over to his home one weekend and I got a chance to work with him. And uh, I would say, you know, the first thing I learned getting a chance to try the movements without an actual certified coach, rather somebody that was just a really uh, decorated competitor. Scott had um, competed and, and it escapes me now what uh, what accolades he's earned in the sport. And I don't want to devalue that. So Scott, I apologize for that, buddy. But um, guy was a phenomenal weightlifter uh, from what I can remember at the time. Um, but what I remember mostly about that first kind of uh, practice run through training session, whatever you want to call that, that meetup we had, it was the demands of the positions stress muscles that you are definitely not used to using in any of your other training modes that you currently may be under or doing. Um, so. You know, for me, coming from a bodybuilding background, that looks a lot different than a position for a setup for a clean or a snatch. And, uh, you know, I had done deadlifting, so I'm, I'm trying to relate all of these movements to what I'm familiar with and I built my habit and, and foundation on, which is the squat, bench, and deadlift at the time. So that was my basis for comparison. I would then come to realize that not only were the positions demanding, but the lack of coordination that I had involved with the movement starting out, even with just an empty bar, was something that I never would have expected. And coming from that powerlifting bodybuilder mindset, I can tell you that, you know, I'm sure many of you, not just myself, um, are thinking especially during this time for me, you know, I squat 400 plus pounds, I bench press 300 plus pounds, and I'm deadlifting damn near five. So there should be no reason why I can't get an empty bar clean and jerk and make it look like um, an Olympic athlete, right? Uh, and, and emulate the movement. Totally wrong. Um, I mean, I, I, I just embarrassed myself during this session. And it was a humbling experience for me. And I think I think that was an eye-opening experience that set the tone moving forward to there's something to this style of training that is so unique and so much um, more demanding than uh, just your powerlifting or um, bodybuilding pursuits. and. I, I mean demanding, not just in a physical sense, but we're talking mentally, right? Like there's there's a lot at play with this sport that goes beyond just um, trying to, you know, improve upon your, your maximal lifts and your PRs. So, you know, like I said, upon those, uh, the first experience there, I'm finding out that these positions are super demanding 
you know, being a, uh, being deadlifting all the time, bench pressing all the time, it would not have prepared me uh, for clean and jerking and snatching. So that was something that uh, really shocked me right off the bat. You know, you can't rush um, coordination adaptations. You can't rush these anatomical adaptations and synchronization of movement. You can't rush intermuscular coordination. Um, I wish that was something that somebody would have broken down to me in the beginning. And, uh, you know, this, this idea of coordination and really um, being technique-based before um, getting concerned with moving heavy weights and moving it faster and getting all into the periodization models of strength training and power training and speed strength and where that fits in the um, long-term development of an athlete. When you start concerning yourself with all those metrics, it can be overwhelming And I've spent the last few years getting so tangled up in what is the right program, what is the right approach so that I can build competency in these performance lifts that as somebody that's, again, spent the last two years, I can tell you that there's no one approach that you're going to benefit from. It's rather something that you have to do repetitiously and, um, more than anything, what you want to ground your training in, in the first two years, really the first two years is technique. And, uh, myself, I really wish I had started with technique training. I had already started with some bad habits from powerlifting and bodybuilding that I carried on into Olympic lifting, even though I was humbled in my first coaching experience, um, working with Scott. I would go on to meet Coach uh, Matt Adamchek of Four Star Strength in Livonia, Michigan. Um, shout out to Matt, really awesome coach. Uh, has a training facility dedicated to preparing um, national and uh, even Olympic level athletes. So he's uh, doing a phenomenal thing over there. I, I really appreciate the passion he puts into all of it. Um, he's somebody that I reached out to, uh, as a referral from one of my other program advisors in sport performance at Eastern Michigan university. Um, so I reached out to Matt and I, you know, I, I expressed my, my want for, uh, wanting to, to build a knowledge base in this. And he said, Hey, come on by, we're having a USA, um, level one course, you know, such and such time, get signed up and we'll, we'll love to have you. So I, I went to that level one course at uh, Four Star, um, got a chance to meet with some strength conditioning coaches from across uh, Michigan. Um, that was really awesome, uh, even out of state as well. Um, got to meet with the Ball State head strength conditioning coach, uh, to name a few here, um, Western Michigan uh, football. So Broncos, uh, go Broncos, right? actually not even from Western Michigan, but uh, I I just thought it was really interesting getting a chance to meet with all of these different strength conditioning coaches, you know, from multiple universities. Um, It was a, it was an electric atmosphere, a really supportive atmosphere. Again, Matt Adamchek really shows out with his uh, passion in the sport. Really awesome guy to learn from. He uh, did a great job breaking down 
over the three days um, the key points of what you want to take away from clean and jerk and snatch and how they can fit in you know long-term development of an athlete um, what I benefited most from the clinic that I would say as a beginner <clears throat> was getting a chance to get feedback from not only a coach that you know has international experience working with you know a multitude and a conglomerate of different coaches from um, you know elite levels but just having the atmosphere of people who are supporting the goal supporting your um, your pursuit of becoming a better athlete and in an Olympic lifting atmosphere it's different I've been around wrestlers I was a wrestler in high school that atmosphere is different I did bodybuilding that atmosphere is different powerlifting that atmosphere is different um, I really like the Olympic lifting community everybody there as much as it is their own individual pursuit they are there to help you and uh, if there's another tip that I can say for weightlifters out there is put yourself out there um, you know befriend uh, these individuals that you're training around get a chance to talk to people you'll be surprised about you know for one how much you have in common with them where you're at at your level and competency of lifting and you may even develop a relationship uh, from you know a, a, a partner uh, for training standpoint and I think that that can be really beneficial in a sport like this because a lot of it's solo and it's really tough to take a really bad clean and jerk attempt and try to recover for, from it and uh, um, try to come out of it stronger and, and you know, mentally composed. So it's, it's a tough sport mentally. Um, it's, a, it's a really good idea to have these resources and have these people around you. So again, another tip from, from me personally is surround yourself with individuals in the sport who have like-minded goals that would be my summation um next i would say definitely look into your resources for level ones if you're trying to build knowledge in the sport these courses and certifications are not just limited to aspiring coaches they are for individuals who are, you know, simply hobbyists or enthusiasts of the sport or just want to build their knowledge base uh, for better movement. Um, again, I really enjoyed the uh, clinic from Matt and uh, Zach. Those guys are really great coaches. Um, <clears throat> they continue to build their team and uh, it's just been really fun since moving away from Michigan to now Tennessee getting to, to see where they're at in their development even in the midst of COVID. So again huge shout out to Matt Adam check over there at four star strength. Um, aside from that guys you know I mean a lot of it really comes down to uh, coming coming in and just executing in the gym. You know, we we've so often think about the best program that's going to work for us or how many reps and sets. And I would say the most important thing I've learned in this weightlifting venture, um, you know, because you do want to have guidance and you do want to have coaching and all of those things are important. And I'm sure you've heard that drilled in your head from other sports, right? Uh, it comes down to understanding that you want to be consistent 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 and when you're moving with bad form I don't care how much weight you're doing if you hit a clean and jerk and it looks shitty 
nobody's going to be impressed, right? Um, unless you're doing it for a gold medal win. And like, even then the, the, the room for error there is so small that even, even what's deemed a, you know, a dirty clean and jerk is going to be, um, still much better than 90% of us out there in this, in this space. But consistency of movement, good movement, not just movement, but good movement, move well, take your time with your warm up. The most beneficial thing I found for weightlifting um, in, from a performance standpoint uh, is, is spending more time in the warm-up, even if it means taking time away from the actual workout. Uh, my warm-ups now are much longer than when I began in the sport, and uh, it's only improved my mobility and helped me um, work in the positions that are necessary to have a mechanical advantage in a lot of these dynamic exercises. Manipulating the bar in Olympic weightlifting is an art form. It's something that requires skill and tact, and uh, the elite have a bit of finesse. And that's not something that can necessarily be taught and can only be trained through um, movement, uh, consistency of movement, good movement, being self-aware of your own strengths and weaknesses in your body. I heard Zach Tallender say it best. If somebody asks you what the best approach is to become a better weightlifter, and if you, if you don't say, well, it depends, then you aren't doing that athlete or client a service. Because there's a lot of variables that come into play when developing an athlete, not just an Olympic weightlifter. Um, what you can control is some uh, small things like your frequency of training, your movement quality, your food quality, your sleep quality, right? Like all of these things that go back to building better habits that create better health are going to come back to fitness and then also facilitate our pursuit in building efficiency in our respective sports. So I hope this was able to shed a little bit of light on your pursuit in um, building competency in these Olympic lifts. I've had so much fun uh, doing these movements and teaching these movements. Um, I read every single day uh, between my, my two books. Uh, I have Periodization Training for Sports, the third edition by Tudor Bampa, um, which I love to read in conjunction with Greg Everett's uh, weightlifting training um, coaches encyclopedia. So those two resources for me have really allowed me to take an analytical uh, approach to weightlifting um, and it's also given me the empowerment due to building my knowledge in the sport and understanding my body more to have more freedom to be intuitive with my training uh, you notice how I mentioned throughout this entire video about being a beginner there was no talk of concerning yourself with tons of comps concerning yourself with gold medals you know we want our um, focus to be on the process rather than the goal 
and you hear me preach about this all the time, process-oriented thinking versus goal-oriented thinking. And I think that this approach really solidifies a better foundation for Olympic weightlifting enthusiasts and aspiring athletes. So that's all I have for you today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Aspiration Athletics Podcast. If you enjoy our show, uh, go ahead and check out our um, other media platforms, media pages, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. Uh, You let me know where we're not at, and I'll find a way to get us there. Um, I really just, I enjoy getting back to uh, using the podcasts and, and posting content out there, you guys. Um, getting away from that due to COVID and the life stressors with it, financial stresses with it. You know, this has been a great release for me coming back. And hopefully you all can find something that um, these little bits of pieces of life that you enjoy, uh, these little freedoms that you have, um, ground yourself in them and uh, enjoy them and, and find a way to continue to keep smiling throughout this. I know it's hard to see because we're all wearing masks, but it's important to try to find your happiness during this time because it can be very bleak, very dark times, somber. Um, have empathy for one another. And uh, I, think, I think people will surprise you. I love all you guys. I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your week. I'm going to be back at you real soon because I'm posting more frequent. And it's all about consistency here, folks, in 2020 and moving forward. So stay safe, continue to flatten that curve, and never forget, folks, aspire to inspire.